0: This is Bank Sense, the podcast that makes sense of all things banking. If there's something you don't understand about banking or finances, you're not alone. Our industry experts are bringing you informative and enjoyable conversations to break down bank jargon and dive into hot button financial topics. And now, BOS, a community bank located across Illinois and Missouri presents Bank Sense. Here's your host, Gregory Morantz. Welcome back to the Bank Sense Podcast, the podcast that makes sense of all
1: things banking. I'm your host, Greg Morantz, Senior Vice President here at the Bank of Springfield, and I'm excited today to bring you part two of our three-part series on financial planning. Today, we're going to talk about financial planning in your 30s. Hopefully, you've been able to listen to our previous episode, Financial Planning in Your 20s, and I'm excited today uh, to bring back our guest, Greg Pettis, our Vice President of Advanced Markets. Um, We're excited to have you on again and and dive deeper in again to uh, financial planning. Great. And this time, we're going to move on to our next step in life, and we're looking at at the 30s. But before we dive into that, I really want everyone to take into consideration that even though this is the plan we're laying out, sometimes life doesn't go to this plan. Exactly. So just overlap. because, Yeah. Just yeah. because we're telling you this is what's going to happen in your 20s and 30s, it may not happen to you yeah. in that way. Exactly. So make sure you're taking that into consideration. And these are just tips and tricks mm-hmm. at every stage in your life to mm-hmm. help financially plan for your future. Good. As you said, you know, life is just a journey and there's constant change.
2: So by the time you hit your 30s and the kids have come, it's time to sit down and reevaluate goals. Yeah. Uh, you know, the goals we had in our 20s, you know, we maybe have a, we've uh, accomplished many of them, but there are some that are layered on when we have children and so forth. So what I like to do is, is categorize goals into needs, absolute got to have, wants, and then wishes, let's say the bucket list. And in order to do so, I, I have these priority cards And there's 27 of them here, but save for retirement, minimize taxes, manage your investments, social security, business succession, protect the assets, estate planning, education funding, managing my debt, and other. And then what we do is we place these in front of the couple. Each has their own deck, and they prioritize these from one to 10, and then they compare. And there's a lot of discovery that goes on. Sure. I didn't know that was so important to you. How do you feel about that? Well, how come this is not at your, and there's a lot of good interaction and reviewing goals
1: hmm. Yeah. And if you remember from our previous episode, too, this is something we talked about is setting up your priorities and, and what you want to prioritize at this stage in your life. And yeah. I think that's a phenomenal exercise to do. And I'm taking mental notes right now because I <laughs> am in my 30s and and have started a family. So it's it's definitely a conversation that I know. To um, revisit. That I, yeah.
2: Yeah, that,
1: that's great. And I think that's one thing that um, we continue to try to impress upon our listeners, too, is, is just having that discussion, that first step planning will go a long way for your future. Sure will. And you know, one of the goals that first
2: jumps out at, in the 30s uh, so often is education funding Sure, yeah, for children. Mm-hmm. And it's never too early to start. There are a lot of great vehicles like the 529 Education Savings Plan, the Roth IRA, and others, UTMAs and UGMAs, Uniform Transfer to Minor Act, Uniform Gift to Minor Act. These are custodial accounts for your children. But it's never too early to start. And not every child wants to go to a four-year traditional education. And, you know, quite frankly, not all children really need to or want to. Sure. And so having those discussions early with your children about their goals and about their, their uh, dreams and, and then taking a look at their skill set and where you think that they could maybe ha- have the maximum leverage in education. It could be a trade school, could be military, could be a two-year certificate or a designation. That launches them into their career, and then of course the four year, uh, the four year route.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's the big thing is having that discussion. You know, I'm a product of a, a local community college. I did that for grant. two years, and then moved on to a bigger four year university. And yeah. and I think that a lot, a lot of the time you see these four year universities, and they're incredibly expensive. Oh. So is that the right fit for your family? Yeah, is there potential that you could get scholarship money? Those are factors you all have to consider. And to that, in making grant, that decision, the scholarship grant. Uh, Whole that whole
2: arena it's so important to have knowledge of the FAFSA, that federal mm-hmm. you know federal document, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Um, a couple of times uh, there's been clients I've helped that did not realize that the FAFSA is going to look at your financial situation from the year before the year okay. that your child's going into college. So let's say when I'm October the first when the FAFSA opens every year. You go online and you start clicking around and you'll find they want your tax return. If I'm doing it this October, they want my 21 tax return. Okay. So there are four asset classes that don't pop up on a FASFA. These are some things we've worked with our clients in two years in advance to make some changes. And those are equity in your home, the cash value of life insurance, Annuities, cash, and qualified retirement plans. Let's define that IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, SEPs, you know, all all that pre tax retirement money, Mm -hmm. that doesn't count. Yeah. So if people, let's say, had some cash just sitting around that will come up on the FAFSA form, they might want to look at this two years in advance, maybe using it to pay down some debt. Or increasing their 401 just, you know, contribution, sure. or putting more home, more equity in the home. Okay. These are some fast secrets we call. Them.
1: Yeah, and I think as you're in your thirties and then your forties and even in your fifties, that educational planning side of it is going to only be bigger and bigger as it, college it, gets more expensive. It's sure. Um, and also, I mean, you have some people out there that are, are paying for private high school or right. childcare as well, right. all those different stages of life for your children. Yeah. It, they're going to cost money.
2: And Greg, the 529 just became more valuable. I call it the Swiss army knife of financial planning. Mm-hmm. See, I, you know, you use it for the retirement or you use it for education. Well, let's say you've, you've put too much into your 529. Your child didn't go to Harvard or Yale uh, or University of Illinois, but instead they've decided to do a trade school or you know they joined the military or they got a scholarship. Now, under the SECURE Act 2.0, you can take that 529 that was designed for education. Now, you can move it up or down the family tree, any child, sure. you can move it to any other child or yourself to go get another degree, But, powerfully, you can now convert a 529, up to 35,000 of it, into the Roth for that child. Wow, Um, think about it. Let's say an 18-year-old finds out they have a full ride don't need your 529 now we can take up to 35,000 of it put it in their Roth for the next 30 40 years. Wow that's great it really is yeah
1: and just for our listeners as well if you're not familiar with what a 529 plan is it's a college savings plan that you can establish for the, your for your minor children exactly. you contribute to every year or yeah. if you're if the grandparents instead of getting a, a toy that you know will probably be um, you know given away in a couple years exactly. they can give towards the 529 to help fund for their college yeah. education. It's a great tool for grandparents to do gifting. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I definitely would encourage people. If you haven't opened a 529 for your child, any amount exactly. that you can put into it exactly. will go a long way in the future as that can, uh, you know, compound and start to sure to will. grow and grow. It sure will. So I know the last item we really wanted to touch on is something we touched on in the previous episode a little bit. Yeah. But that we wanted to get into it a little bit more. Uh, and that's really evaluating life insurance again and yeah. then disability income as well.
2: You know, at age 30, Greg, you know, incomes are starting to increase. And everyone's depending on those incomes. Uh, The likelihood of dying in your 30s is much, much lower than having a disabled event. Mm -hmm. If you're sick or hurt and you're unable to work, you're like that money machine. Let's say it's in the basement. It's been producing $100 bills and it shuts down. What are we going to do now? Well, we should have considered insuring the machine. Mm -hmm. If I had a machine like that in my basement, I'd probably... Put an electric fence around it. I don't know what I'd do, but I would. You know, we're the machines. Every sure. wage earner in the family is a is a money making machine. And so, check out your group DI. Make sure you have your group disability income insurance in mm-hmm. place. But realize that won't go with you. You know, if and when you change change careers or change locations. Yeah. It's good to have a permanent DI policy that gives you a multiple of your of your income, a percentage of your income with a certain elimination period and a certain benefit period, you can price that out to you can actually wrap it with your
1: group term group, okay. group DI. And when you say group DI, that's referring to, you know, your employer might offer it as part of your benefit yep. plan or benefit package wherever you work. Often so and they offer short-term and long-term DI. Yep.
2: Take advantage of those, but don't just depend on those mm-hmm. because by the time you move, you might be having pre-existing illnesses or you might be uninsurable. You want to have something that you, you can lock in and take with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the one thing to note for our listeners is wherever you work, too. When you have that open enrollment period, make sure you're looking at that short-term and long-term disability. And if you're not enrolled in it, you know, it's pretty cheap to enroll in. Make sure you enroll in it because if something, you know, God forbid were to happen to you, Mm -hmm. it will be there as a backup to help, you know, support yourself and your family in the future. For sure. Yeah. And so I'm glad we really touched on that, too, because I think that's something that, you know, as you are doing open enrollment um, Mm -hmm. with an employer, you might get a little bit overwhelmed when you look at health insurance, all these different costs. Yeah. So it helps you key in on some of those really important items that you need to make sure you're looking at. Greg, I'd say disability income insurance is the most underutilized financial planning
2: tool for 30-year-olds and Mm 40-year-olds. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And and when it comes down to it, it's just trying to plan for the future and plan for any event that you could, you know, potentially plan for. And obviously, as you know, we encounter that future, you don't know what's to come next. But all you can do is, you know, um, do the best you can with the information that you have. Yeah. Um, I really want to thank you for coming on today and talking about financial planning in our 30s. Once again, hopefully you've been able to listen to part one of our series, financial planning in your 20s. uh, And hopefully you'll be able to listen to our third part, uh, financial planning in your 40s. The one thing I really want to impress upon our listeners uh, today, too, is it's never uh, too late to start planning and there's never a better day to start planning than today. Take a step don't yeah. be overwhelmed take that first step you'll feel better yeah don't don't be afraid to ask questions exactly so any question you might have you might think it's a, a stupid question but it's not because it's for your future and for your yourself and your family's benefit yeah so i really appreciate you coming on thanks today um i think we really uh, were able to pass on a lot of information to our
0: listeners so thanks for listening to the bank sense podcast until next time is there something about banking that doesn't make sense to you Submit your questions to us on Instagram Messenger or by email banksense at bankwithbos.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. We're happy to give you our two cents on a wide range of topics. Thank you for listening on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to bring you more educational content. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us on the next episode of BankSense.